There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Okay, in honor of Memorial Day weekend that just passed. Yeah, yeah. Yes. A lot of barbecues during the weekend. Right. Um, what is the cheapest thing that somebody, somebody can bring to a barbecue? Hmm. That's a great question. I, I will say as a host of many a barbecue, um, I do think that when you bring something, it shouldn't just be enough for yourself. The portion uh. size should be for you and then some, right? Because then you're just going somewhere and BYOBing it, and that's not right. So ice? It's got to go beyond ice, which is why when you come to my barbecues, I text you a list. <laughs> um, so Mike likes to BYOBBQ it. Right? Is no, that, uh, <laughs> what I tend to do is since I know I'm the, the only one that only drinks wine, I usually bring wine that I know I'm going to end up drinking. Half drunk, yes. half, half, half finished wine. Yes. Though. Yeah. Smart, Mike. <laughs> he already With starts. The in in the Uber, he's already starting. <laughs> I bring no Coors Light or Miller Light. How many, Frank? One. Don't bring one. I, I, I usually bring one and I stop because somebody like dissed me. So I started buying a whole six pack. It's the right thing to do. I know now. I'm the guy that brings like an old deck of cards, and I know, and I know no one's gonna play cards. So I'm just like, hey guys, I brought the cards just in case. Jamie, there's only 49 cards in here. <laughs> there's 50 jokers in there. What the hell? Why do you have this? The Latinos Out Loud podcast. Yo, yo, what up? This is what Frank before, right before the you started doing that, you're like, I have such an amazing headache right now, and yet you just did a yo yo. So Frank, Frank has officially added the the gunshot sound to your yo yo yo. I love it. This is a thing now. So good. It's so good. I do have a headache, but you know, as they say, the show must go on. Absolutely. Me, or actually, the yo must go on. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah. <laughs> Gotta bring it. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be an episode without the yo yo yos. But yo yo yo. Don't play with her yo 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 yos. Exactly. Mm. So welcome. This is yes. the Latinos Out Loud podcast, episode number twenty two, which was actually my number in softball wow. little league when I played for uh, when I was in junior high school. What position really? did you play? I played pitcher. That's right. Oh. Oh. I need a pitcher, not a belly itcher. That was okay. me. Uh, all right. Number twenty two. And here I thought all you could do was throw tantrums. Oh, Jamie. That was kind of like a mic joke to you. But then yeah, I just you want to go there, Jamie? Because we could ah, enter Jamie. that field as well. No, you know no. what I'm saying? Yo, I complain that. I'm like, yo, you always make fun of me. I'll never Jamie, Chilon. never Frank. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not scared of a, a double team, okay? Oh, hey, hello. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. All right, anyway, hi. I'm Rachel La Loca. <laughs> Hi, I'm Michael Diaz. Hey, Mike. Jay Ferns. Bless you. Conspiracy News. Hi, Frank. Hey. Frank, Yo. we really do miss you. We really? miss you, We all Frank. saw each other yesterday, so. We did. Uh, I heard. I saw the, I saw the, uh, all the, uh. The videos on IG stories. Are you watching all the videos while you're driving well, like, the Uber? Every every That's not safe. Every time I stop, I go through my Instagram and I saw uh, <laughs> you putting stuff up. I saw Ariana putting stuff. Up. I was like, "Oh God, Jerry putting stuff up." So I was like, "It was like it was almost like I was there." Yeah. Well, we didn't see you. Oh, so really, miss we missed you, you. We texted you off the hook. Where are you? Are you coming? Are you coming? The, yo, Uber was going crazy yesterday. Mm, I was I was in Brooklyn. I was heading to your crib. And I was, somebody hit me up again. I was like that. Queens, Brooklyn. That's that Memorial Day Fair yeah. surcharge, Frank, baby. Yeah, yeah, Frank yeah. sent like a late text too, like after everything was done, like at like 10 p.m. I Yo, would, I'm going to try to be there soon, I later. Would, I wanted to go. I'm like, everybody went home. But like, people are sleeping now. <laughs> Not really, because the interns were wilding out last night. Oh, interns. Wow. The interns were there. Rachel's so. texting me. I'm under the sheet. <laughs> I'm about to sleep. But the interns are downstairs enjoying the game. Loudly. Loudly. <laughs> no, I wasn't complaining. You guys were having a good time. I just needed to clock out. I I, I was done. You know? It but... got interned up. Oh, right? Jamie! That, that what the kids say now? No. Nah, sorry. sorry. But no. yesterday was a good time. Let's discuss. First off, your husband, amazing host. Good. Detailed. Oh. An itinerary. Like, everything. He has so everything, nice. everything wow. scheduled out. Like, it's like, you know how when restaurants go from brunch to uh, dinner, and they're like, we're going to have a one-hour break? <laughs> Edgar's like, guys, uh, I'm going to go out for an hour. 4.45, the grill's going to be turned back on. Let me know what you guys want. Burgers, hot dogs. And he's reading this from the phone, so you know he has a schedule that he's reading out. Yeah, he takes the barbecuing very seriously. And my husband's not one to call for the center of attention. He's more like, you know, he's laying in the cut, chilling. He doesn't really speak out. But when it comes to the grill, he's like, whistleblow. Hey, everybody, hey, real quick. You know, burger's going up in 40 minutes. You want one? You want? Like, he really takes pride in his grilling. Well, I think it was the first time I've seen him since our brunch. Uh-huh. So he uh, was, he confused me because I thought that he was trying to offer me a Corona, but instead he was doing the secret handshake that we have. Oh. So he kept doing this. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I, I got my wine over here. But he's like, yo, yo. So I told him to switch it. Now it's more of the, the signal when you go to the, the waiter, give you a refill for your mimosa. So he switched that up. But for a little bit, I, thought, I was like, yo. You this- guys switched the secret handshake? Mm-hmm. We did. When were you going to tell us? No, I told you. You didn't see it? No. It, I was doing you- it also because it got us. It got me like uh, ahead of the line. 
for burgers. He was like, nah, you're part of the brunch crew, yo. You can come get your burger first. Yo, I'm going to tell you. Yo, he perks. Okay, can we recap? I'm going to tell you a little secret. So mm. we did some shopping for the barbecue, and I forgot to get ketchup and mustard. Come on, That's Rachel. Like the biggest, That's the biggest. So do you know what I did? Jew moment. Thank goodness I'm a Jew, and I saved the little ketchup packets every time I get a food delivery. So I went in my vegetable drawer. I got about 30 of them. I put them in, <laughs> I put them in a Ziploc bag. That explains a lot. <laughs> Because Sophie comes with two burgers and some ketchup packets. I'm like, what is this? Who the hell? Where did you get these burgers Thank you, from? Chino I they came Spot. from the grill. And when you're drinking a lot, the last thing you want to do is open up a ketchup packet. That's like the hardest shit to open when you're sober and you're like drunk. You're like, ah. I'm sorry, you forgot. But he did an emergency run to the bodega, and of course they have everything. So he brought back some real ketchup some and real, real mustard. Ketchup. But those packets were a good little band-aid. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jewish gods, for instilling in me uh, to collect them. Uh, I also have a lot of sweet and sour sauces. If anybody ever All needs right. those, I've got them in my drawers. Wow. So we were actually working up an appetite during the barbecue because we got really involved in some competitive uh, board games. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think it that's was, why I have a headache. Um, we and there was money being thrown ah, around. Ah, you guys yeah, were gambling now, huh? We were gambling because gambling's legal now, I think. <laughs> so we were playing this game, uh, what is it, up, down? Left, center, right. Okay, exactly. <laughs> up, down, north, yeah, that one. Left, center, right. You put in two, everybody puts in two bucks. And you throw these dice, and the dice kind of tell you whether you put the dollar left, right, or into like a a, a pile right. for everyone. Eventually, there's gonna be one winner, and that winner gets all the money, right? Right. Um, and it got heated. Am oh, I right? Yeah. Oh, it got loud. It got competitive. Yeah. And uh, yours truly. Uh -huh. You won the first round. Uh, I won the first game. You kept calling up for the Jewish gods. You're like won Jewish the first gods. Game. Jewish gods, please. And boom, roll the dice. Every and you time didn't lose I money. would roll it, wow. I'd be like, Mazel Tov, bitches! <laughs> and it was. And I kept on rolling snake eyes. It was crazy. I have to tell you guys that there's a really close um, similarity to Dreidel and that game. Really? Yeah, dreidel's uh. basically the same thing. You spin the dreidel, either you take from the pot or you give to the pot or you, you know, it, it's the same thing. So I think that's what I was channeling, which is why I won the first round. And mm -hmm. I won $30. Wow. Yeah. You a hustler, girl. Yeah. You hustle these dudes. But when you win like 30 bucks, when it's just the dollar bills piled on each other, it looks, it feels like a lot more. Yeah. It's just like all these dollar bills. Like, I you, made like, it feel, rain. It's like Demi it Moore myself. and a decent proposal. <laughs> You uh, find out a lot about a person when they roll a dice. <laughs> because Jamie looks, Jamie literally rolls the dice like he has no wrist. It was just doing this and he just lets it out. I'm very flamboyant with my <laughs> dice. It was roll. like a shake I, I was just, kind you know, of roll. You can't see it when you, if you're listening. Yo, he got but so I was competitive. just doing this thing, actually, right here. <laughs> yeah. Jamie got so competitive because we were talking shit the way he, he did it. And then he got snake eyes and he just gave us all the middle finger. That remember? was the best. That's how competitive you got. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it was. I had my moments, and I almost uh, actually me and Rachel were the last two when she won, Ooh, and wow. I um yeah you choked I, I choked <laughs> <laughs> my wrist my wrist lost its magic shout out to Danny Garcia who was about to go to the ATM to get more money wow Yo, he got a bunch of like that I'll go to the ATM. Are we playing? We it still was, play? It was like a Vegas craps table <laughs> wow. last night. Yo. it was crazy. Yo, we all wanted to gamble. Wow. I wanted to play. I get so competitive that even with Sophie, I was like hoping for her to lose so that she can give me her chips. Right. I don't know if you noticed. Well, you weren't there, obviously, but I literally was very competitive last night. Shout time. out to Sophie, Mike's, Mike's significant other. Who's okay. there? <laughs> <laughs> She's in the audience now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey! She's in the audience now. 
Um, and no, Mike actually. So Sophie had a funny. She like she pretended that she was playing in the in one of the games when she really wasn't. Like she just was like, "No, it's my turn." And, and Mike got pissed. Mike was like, "You weren't even playing the whole game." Yo, I got 28 bucks on the line. Don't do this to argument. me. It and it was almost an argument. And then Sophie had to be like, I'm just messing with you. Relax. <laughs> See, this is why I don't play. Remember how every game you guys started, I was like, nah, 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 I'm not playing. And everyone's like, what, you, why don't you want to play? It's because of that. I'm very competitive. I'm That's okay. It's fun. The creative juices start flowing. It's like a new side of people. It was a lot of fun like yesterday. the Midnight Taboo. That got intense. Oh, my God. Midnight you Taboo. Were like, What's that yeah. about? Let's discuss. Oh, it's not a channel, Frank. Taboo. Oh, okay. Frank is like, yo, is that porn? <laughs> no, Frank. Is that what they show Robin Bird? <laughs> taboo after dark. <laughs> no, it's like taboo, but it's like the adult version, so it's oh. like adult terms. Uh. Cursing, like a lot of weed references. It's Ooh, a lot of fun. Okay. But it got heated. You, when you like win a couple of, you do this like suck it thing, like a wrestler. <laughs> oh, like you go in the corner, about? you're like, ah! Oh! Yeah. Like pelvic mad. thrust thing. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, because some of my teammates, no offense, but like, they should have not. They should have not. Who played. were your teammates, by the way? Uh, oh, you oh, want me to list them out? Frank was the final black. Eddie. Uh, Eddie. Uh, Eddie was good. Eddie, was Eddie good. gets competitive, too. Brian, on the other hand, oh my God. Brian was horrible. Watching people play taboo is the best because then you, you really see like how the right part of their brain works. And people mm. cheat, too. Yeah, you. You know what? It was on Instagram. You're not supposed to sing or do like a fill in the blank, and you did a fill in the blank thing. When you were like, um, oh, when the relationship is, and you made like a little puppet (laughs) motion, like on strings. Oh, strings attached. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know the rule. Well, it was a good time. Yeah. We didn't play Taboo for money. Maybe we should have. We should have. Our team won, so we would have won. Yes, son. We were Um, good. We were very good tabooers, we tabooies. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think I, I prefer maybe like the the original taboo next time. Okay. Because the the after dark one had weird like terms like bromance and oh, like that. Um, like uh, drop a load. I was like, what, what? is key party? Oh, I was like, how am I supposed to get this? All right, two words. All right, this is something that you open the door with key. Yeah. Okay, another word for fiesta. Par- key party. Yes. And that takes up five minutes already just yeah, for that. Yeah, it's a challenge. Well, I also have Bible taboo, so we could try that next time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but tell, tell people why True you story. got Why did you get the Bible one? <laughs> Jew moment. Okay, here. such a Jew moment. First of all, regular taboo was like I don't know twenty bucks. Bible taboo was like nine ninety nine. It has the better buzzer. You know, mm. the new taboo doesn't have a good buzzer. It has like ink ink, like something you squeeze. Yeah. But the original or and the Bible taboo have the like that buzzer. <laughs> so I had to buy Bible think, taboo. I would think it'd be more like oh, <laughs> yo, you buzz. I buzzed you. Savior. <laughs> <laughs> I biblically buzzed, buzzed you. It's a hard, two words to hard to say. It. Can't yeah. say it. Might be a good way for me to teach my kids some religion, though, too. Yeah. I was just thinking I may use it, and, you know. Competitive religious Ooh. games. Yeah. yeah well, definitely. I don't know about you guys. I have, you know, although I'm seven months pregnant and did not drink yesterday, I have the only Memorial Day barbecue hangover. Mm. I, will go, I, I couldn't, I don't know. I didn't drink, but I, maybe through osmosis. I don't know how this happened, but my voice is hoarse. I have a headache. And woke I up just late. Woke up late. And I just don't feel right today. How do you well, guys feel? You did the uh, you uh, you were doing the room twenty eight thing yesterday. Yes. Oh, let's talk about room twenty eight. We had a yeah. great rehearsal yesterday. Yeah, how was that? Right. Explain. Yeah, we're fine tuning it for Saturday. So um, uh, it's looking good. 
It's looking good. We were actually uh, rehearsing in Rachel's right. backyard. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You had a long day. Uh, I think some of my neighbors enjoyed it, you know, but I know that it was one neighbor that did not. Mm. Uh, yeah, we had a, a <laughs> like a very specific, like New York moment where like just somebody was like, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> I was like, "Where's that coming from? It's just coming from like random buildings Somebody's somewhere." Window. Do you know who it is, Rachel? I have no idea. Really? It was definitely a man, and you know, I live on the Upper East Side. There's a lot of young people who party right. all the time, and so it was probably a guy who just wanted to sleep. It was 11 o'clock in the morning. Ooh. You know, could have been a home. This guy too. Be like, hey, shut up! I'm trying to eat from the garbage. It could have also been Edgar. I'm not sure. It could have been my husband. I'm not sure. He was trying to sleep at that point. That is something he would do yeah. and say. <laughs> but we have our show coming up on Saturday. If you guys haven't gotten tickets yet, you should. Room28comedy.com/showtime. We had a I had a great time with you, Jamie, doing the um, uh, sex nightmare sketch. Yeah, that's we play be a good parents. One. Exactly. It's, we're playing like. Like parents that end up in their kids' sex dream. Yeah, it sounds. Ooh, oh wow, okay. that's interesting. It sounds. It's not in that gross way. They're just there embarrassing him. But um, and singing '90s R&B, choreographed R&B. dances as well. Ooh. Wow. Um. So yeah, you're just gonna have to see it live, guys. Ooh, can't wait. <laughs> we'll probably perform in here for the crowd here after the show. Oh sure, why not? I yeah. could run lines. I could use a little refresher. <laughs> so that was fun. Frank, are you going? Yes, definitely. I never miss one of you guys' shows. Okay. If I miss you, if I miss one of you guys' shows, something really bad happened. I've been pretty much to all of them. You said that about Rachel's barbecue, though. Yeah, you did. I, the, <laughs> money, the money, the guys, the money was flowing. Ain't nobody gonna hate on you. No, you gotta make your paper. I, I understand. Yesterday, yesterday is like one of the like the fourth busiest day for Uber, by the way. No way. Good yeah. stat. Yeah, wow. So I had to. The paper was coming in, girl. Surcharges. Yeah. 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 Ching, 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 Very ching. nice. Okay. Good for you. Thank so you. I think it's time for our favorite segment. I've been waiting all day. Aye. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. 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 Okay, before I start with Bochincha Bites, because we didn't get to this, so this will be part of the Bochincha Bites. Just um, off of our Met Trivia game last week. Oh, my God. This is a Bochincha Bite for me. I I was getting uh, verbally harassed, right? By whom? Online? Uh, By Renee Fernandez. No, so yeah, a lot of backlash from the people that voted for me to win last week. Oh, boy. Um, So this guy. Renee Fernandez. Renee Fernandez. He got mad at me because... He wanted, he voted for me to win. I lost, embarrassingly. And he wanted to bring his kid to the game. Yeah, he was looking forward to that. So he, I read it, I read from somewhere, I won't say where, not Frank. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe someone else in this room. Um, and I saw an excerpt of what he, like, he, he uh, texted. And it was basically saying that, uh, like, I sucked. Oh, man. Um, like, I didn't know anything. It was an embarrassment. Yeah. This guy's a whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, first of all, you know, sorry I lost, right? But if your kid's a Mets fan, he's going to have to learn to deal with disappointment oh. a lot in his life. That's true. Oh. And, yeah. and dude, for, you can get Mets tickets for 18 bucks, all right? I mean, <laughs> I can pay for you and your kid to go to the Mets game if you're really that 
disappointed. <laughs> and like they sold out every game. Right. No need for the name calling. Okay. <laughs> the cyberbullying, not cool with it. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jamie, yeah. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Yeah, I lost already. That's enough. I don't need people like bad mouth. Well, Jamie, uh, <laughs> you guys are probably related. He's F. Fernandez. Yeah. You're Fernandez. No, 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 no. Oh, no. That's a step. That's like a step brother. Yo, I, know, I, I know it really hurts you because for you to remember, like the whole week, you're like, yo, I can't wait to the podcast. I'm going to talk so much crap. When I saw you, when you. And then Frank is an idiot because he does a screenshot <laughs> and it shows that Frank said, yo, they both sucked. Oh, so I'm like, shit, damn, Frank. bro. I got beef for you too. <laughs> I'm mad at Renee because he didn't vote for me. Jamie's mad at Renee because he talked crap. But then I'm mad at you because you were like, yo, they both sucked at the game. How do you guys think you did, honestly, with the yo, Mets trivia? I thought I'm we were both bad and for the beginning of it. And then Mike got in a hot streak. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Mike got but, like three in a row on me, and it was like I couldn't get back. But those were difficult questions. I mean, come on. They were in the 60s and the 70s. Not all of them. But do you guys only know franchise history for the duration of your own life? You don't know anything before you I were... was blanking out a lot. I think I was just like... I think yeah, My me- memory was not on a, at its best last week. And I got things wrong. Like I thought Mike Piazza hit... 40 home runs in the season, and he didn't, so That's all right. shit like that. But whatevs. It was a good game, and June 5th is Dominican night at City Field, which yes. we'll be going to, so that's exciting. You can still get your tickets. Check out the podcast notes for this episode, and we'll include a link on how to get those oh, tickets. Oh, it's going to be dope, dope. Yeah, we're going to be there interviewing people. Jose Reyes is getting honored. If DJ Cass. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Huh? He's, he's, he's going to be he's gonna be Jose the Reyes? team, right? Jose Reyes? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yo, maybe he'll notice you guys from the from when oh, he saw from you the guys. Studio. Oh, yeah, we met him. <laughs> that was a time That's me and right. Jamie fanboy. Yeah, yeah, Remember no. that? Yo. Hopefully he'll recognize me when I'm booing him for <laughs> his horrible bad. That was his... so cute when you fanboyed. Oh, my God. No, I did fanboy when I saw him last I've last... never seen Jamie like that. I've never seen Jamie fanboy. You, well, you both, like, like ran down right the block. <laughs> like, oh, my God, we just met Jose Reyes. Oh, my God. I was like, Jose, 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 Jose. He's like, well, who's this? So cute. <laughs> um, all right, but let me, um, a real bonchiche bite. Mm. Uh, so ABC's latest ratings hit, Roseanne, was canceled. What? What? Mm. In response to a racist tweet that um, series star Roseanne Barr Ooh. sent earlier in the day. Ooh. Crazy. Uh, today, actually, uh, when, when we're taping this on Breaking Tuesday. news. Wow. Um, so Barr, she attacked Valerie Jarrett, who uh, is a former advisor to Barack Obama. Wow. So this is what she tweeted. She tweeted, Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby Whoa. equals VJ. Whoa. Which is definitely sounds like some racist math to me. Wow. Um, <laughs> so first of all, this is messed up for the cast and crew of Roseanne. You know, because it's not like they could just do the show without her. Like, what are they going to call it? Not Roseanne? <laughs> Damn. I mean, look, I think most of the cast members should be able to get other jobs, except maybe the actor that plays DJ, because that dude... What is he, 30 that, now? Yeah, he must be like, what the fuck, Roseanne? My agent just started returning my calls. Right, and oh, poor Sarah man. Gilbert, too. I just wow. bought a house. <laughs> now I'll be lucky to play an abusive husband in a Lifetime original movie. <laughs> By the way, this is your TV son, DJ. Call me back. <laughs> so anyway, after this tweet came out, fans started uh, demanding that ABC take action. Even Al Sharpton tweeted that Whoa, her, yeah. he tweeted that her tweet was quote racist and inexcusable. Wow. He was like, ABC must take action now. Mm. And while they're at it, bring back hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> Cooper <laughs> hanging with the man. I used to love that. Story. Holly Robinson. Pete. No, oh, right. Holly Robinson. Can't Pete. Pete. So this so this led ABC's entertainment president. 
right. to say that they were canceling the show. Whoa. Because Roseanne's Twitter statement is abhorrent and repugnant. Mm. Ooh, which big is, words. Yeah. yeah. That's like middle-aged white guy for that shit was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to the ABC president, because at least there's one president not afraid to take a stand against racism. Yeah. yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Yes. Wow, that was great. I, <laughs> I should have ended on that. Okay. <laughs> An applause. Okay. Now, look, everyone knows Roseanne is a Trump supporter. Oh. Okay. She even plays one on the show. But um, this isn't about politics, right? It's about a form of hate speech that is considered normal and appropriate right. to a large group of Americans. Um, but what it's really about is that old people should not be on Twitter. Whoa. Stop. You don't know what you're doing, okay? The crazy old lady who talks to rats in the subway, she's not tweeting for a reason. <laughs> Roseanne should have kept her racist thoughts to herself or, you know, to dinner parties at Paula Dean's house. Oh. oh. oh wow, bro. Oh, Final thing. Yo, this book, teach your bites, bro. You bring heat. Wow. You be biting. If anybody yeah, you bite, listens son. to this, yo. <laughs> Wow. I got a final thought on this. Oh. It, and I think if Roseanne does decide to vi- fight this cancellation, sh- maybe through legal action, she can hire the racist lawyer Aaron Schlossberg to Ooh, defend her. Oh, perfect. As long as, not, as long as, as there's not a Latino heavy jury. Oh. Ay, 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 ay. Wow. Um, so that's that was it for the Roseanne story. Any thoughts on Roseanne before we move <laughs> on? <laughs> No, it's just really amazing how Twitter is now that vehicle that'll get your freaking show canceled. A one tweet. One wow. tweet. And a she, reply, because it was a reply. It she was, was reply. the talk of the ABC upfronts. Her show, you know how much advertising they've already sold against her show? And because of one stupid tweet, She was done. a little too upfront in t- on Twitter. Right? Wow. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I know. Mm. Well, now the Roseanne bar has been set. <laughs> <laughs> Watch what you tweet. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's a great way to end that. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, another bochicha bite. A 30-year-old man was evicted by his parents. Oh, man. Um, they're suing him to get out of the house. I think we have a clip. Yeah, we have a clip on this. Check this out. Eight years of free room and board is long enough. That is the feeling of an upstate New York couple who's been trying to kick their 30-year-old son, Michael Rotondo, out of their house. As incentive, they gave him money to get started. They even sent him several letters to vacate, but the son says he was not given enough notice. Wow. 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 That was Mm -hmm. official right there. Wow. Michael Rotundo already. (laughs) Red flag. 30 years old? Yeah. 30. My mom doesn't even want me to leave, and I'm in my 40s. So So the Latino version of that is that your parents want you to stay at home until you're like 50. My mom is like, yo, te tengo tu cama aquí. Tú no tienes que pagar ningún lado. I buy you a car if you stay. Don't go. What are you going for? (laughs) Wow. No, my mother's anyway. Frank's not playing. It's real talk. I'm serious. He's real. My mother's anyway. She's like, esta esta niña tú, you live with. Ella no cocina. Oh, shit. (laughs) Nemi, Nemi move in, all right, for a week. And, you know, you'll gain 10 pounds. I can see that. Oh, my God. I don't even want to think of the day where my son tells me, mama, moving out. No, you're going to let him. I'm going to cry. I don't even know. Can we, next subject? I can't. Mm. That's that's tough. Mike, any thoughts on this? On the parents? Uh, no, my parents kicked me out at 18. Oh. He lived in Connecticut, so he grew it's up. It's a little different. It's yeah. a little different. Okay. Actually, when my mother heard that you could uh, sue someone to get out of the house, <laughs> she immediately started like making a case for my against my father. <laughs> <laughs> Nene, I could sue you now. <laughs> Um, final bite, final bite, real quick. <laughs> Pornhub put out their 
Yearly statistics. Ooh, oh, okay. I didn't know they did research. They did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This was on Esquire.com. Okay, oh. Man. oh, that's um, legit. And in 2017, the human race made a total of 20. Human point, race? Okay. okay. Good. Yeah. I like you guys specific. Made a total of 28.5 billion billion what? visits to Pornhub. No. Wow. 81 million daily average visits. What? what? On the daily. Yo. 4 million 52 543 pornographic videos uploaded. What the? Wow. F- uploaded and 1 million 75,342 nuts busted. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while to get to that joke. Oh uh, man. That one's a rough estimate. Um <laughs> Uh, so everybody's listening right now is going to delete the search history after this. They're going to be like, they keep track of that shit? Um, and so I, I'm, I'm going I'm to give you the top five categories. Oh, interesting. Overall that people search for. Yes, um, oh, go. This is your research or their research? No, this is their research. Yeah, research. let me write okay. this down. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to do it in my Casey Kasem voice. Okay. All right, here it goes. Casey Kasem's uh, top five <laughs> porn sites visited. <laughs> Number five, hentai. Anti. Anti. Coming in at number four, Big Dick. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah, ladies. Number three, Milf. Okay. Number two, Ebony without ivory. Mm. (laughs) And number one, Lesbian for three years running. Wow. Um, I actually, mine was, um, I I searched for a lot women that find me funny. (laughs) <laughs> um, with a hint of double penetration, but that's that's just me. Rachel, any thoughts? Um, well, I could see why you know Milf is on the list, uh, yes. right? Because the experienced woman knows a lot, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, do, yeah. Especially when the kids are not yours. She's somebody else's mom, like. She's... And I definitely know why Big Dick is one of them. You know what I'm saying? I don't think any ladies out there uh, search for small dick. Sorry, small dick guys. Not this year. Don't think that would ever nah. make. Does, does, is there a section for small dick, maybe? I don't know. There's I don't a f- know. A sad <laughs> section. I'm not, not searching that. I don't want that on my search Maybe like at bachelorette parties, like, oh my God, let's search for small dicks and laugh at them. Maybe that's like the occasion for it. Mike, um, your girlfriend's in the audience. What, what is your favorite oh, search? Porn, porn I search. I don't, I don't okay. Watch porn. Oh, get the. No. My girl's here. I don't watch porn. What? <laughs> no. Frank, any thoughts to end this on? Because Mike's obviously not going to answer. Um, well, I, I mean, the green room, I was telling you guys. Frank my, has his top ten. My top, my top he was th- telling us this before I told him about I was doing the story. <laughs> my top three. My, I'm a, I, I was honest with you guys. My top What's three. What's your top three? Latinas, mm. Brazilians, mm. and MILFs. Oh, oh, so you okay. like so oh, cougars? Oh, cougars! I like cougars. Oh, they got cougars. They got cougars. Cougars are a little bit older. You get the ladies with the white pubic hair sometimes. You know. Okay, and that's all for Bojinja Bites this week. Oh, Thanks, guys. Oh my God. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Oh wait, wait, no. <laughs> Not for right. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> wow. Uh, Latinos Out Loud will be right back after this quick sponsor promo. I'm not going very far. I'm in a rush. It's too uncomfortable. Sometimes I just forget. If you've used any of these excuses, mi gente, you're putting yourself at risk of injury or death. And it could also cost you lots of money. Cops are writing tickets, so why take the risk? Seriously, do the smart thing and start buckling up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket. Hi. Do you want to see us live? Well, email us at wearelatinosoutloud at gmail.com and you'll have the opportunity to see us live, including next week when we have Curly Show from Pero Like. 
Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spirison News with Frank Nibs. Hello, folks. Hey, Hi, Frank. Frank. Hi, Frank. Hi. Frank. How you doing, guys? Good, Frank. Frank. Well, gra- guys, I have great news for you this week. You always do, Frank. Yes. Uh, today, I will be talking about smart cities. Oh, what's okay. that? Right. Smart is city. New York considered a smart city? or No, because no, you live in it. <laughs> Thank you. Louder, audience. Thank you. You heard that, right? (laughs) Unsolicited. These these cities that are coming up, the first one that will be coming up, they have one in India, by the way. Mm. All right? And the next one that will be coming up, by the way, uh, Sophie's here, and I know her father's from Arizona, is the next one that will be coming up. Okay. All right? And these cities are basically uh, all (laughs) interconnected. they use energy, for example, solar energy. So your homes, the top of your homes will be uh, covered with solar panels. The roads are covered with solar panels. The roads, if it's in a uh, place where it snows, it has uh, heating underneath the roads where there will be no Say snow. What? what? Right. There you go. Energy. So the government will control how the snow melts? Well, if it's snowing and you don't want to plow the snow out of your driveway, it just melts. What? Yeah. That's... You leave the heating on in your house or the, or the AC? Well, my husband tends to leave the television on all night. They'll turn it off for you. I hate what? that when I get the Con Ed right. bill. It's like $100. Right. For what? Or sometimes you have a heating bill. You know what? They'll mm. know by central uh, control session, and they'll actually have your windows closed for you. What? Bam. Hey, mm. you need transportation? You don't need to drive. You have an Uberless driver car. Come pick you up. Wait a minute. Well, hold on. too smart for me. Well, those those those, cra- those uh, self-driving cars always crash. You know? no, yeah, there's only been like the one... inventor of the self-driving car no, got died today. There's only been one. There's only been guys. There's only been one accident. By oh, okay. I know oh, yeah. the statistics. Yes, there's only been one accident. But there, one fatal accident. One fatal accident. Oh, right. But there's right. been accidents. How much whiplash? How many broken knees? Yeah, a broken leg is enough. I mean, for me if to you compare like, it with actual human beings driving, then you know. Let's oh, make excuse a, me. Okay. So anyhow. This is That's the new. True. The this new, is, new Jersey drivers are terrible. But anyhow, this new phase that's coming in, I'm I'm very excited about because this is going to make things a lot easier for all of us. Uh, transportation. I mean, we use MTA most of us, and yes. it's crazy. This will all be kind of people will know when you're coming out your house and when Mike's coming out and when Jamie. You know, wait, what? Mike's coming out? No, no, not yet. Hold on. <laughs> Sophie, wait, leave the room. Sophie, leave the room. <laughs> But this is kind of, in a way, um, this is going to be something that we're all heading towards eventually. These smart cities. I like this. Why not? There's just too much control. Too much spying. They're going to know everything. What are you afraid of? I don't know. My window closing, like a ghost is closing it in the middle of the night. What does management? What your actual uh, your stove? Your electricity? Well, actually, the Jew in me likes it because, again, my bills will probably be lower. There you go. Uh, but, yeah, I, it's a little freaky have. To you have you ever left something on in your house and you thought you left something on? Uh, no, actually. No. Your vibrator? No. <laughs> <laughs> that actually happened once at the office, believe it or not. Um, Wait, but how does this work? How are they going to be able to do that, man? Well, you could. Well, it's, it's, it's not the vibrator. I'm talking well, about it's that. like if you leave your computer on at work, somebody in your com- the computer department knows that you actually left your computer on. That's too. Can somebody pick up the dog shit? Is there some sort of smart way to do that? Well, you know I what? I didn't that. look into that, but you know what? They probably do. That's a big thing. I don't have a dog, but I feel like it's a big thing because yeah. the heights is full of just like unchecked dog shit on the on the. And ground. I mean, when it comes to safety, it's top notch. Mm. Everything is surveillance. You, I mean. Crime is like a no-no in these areas. Are you with this, Frank? I think so. I love it. 
Frank, you like doing pranks and stuff like that. I don't. I can't see you not wanting to have crime. You need to have a little bit of space where you can. Do if there's it. no crime, if there's no crime, that means we're gonna have a purge, like a real life purge, because you have to have one night of crime. You know what I'm saying? Like the movie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's what it's. Right. Well, it'll be outside the smart city. If you're gonna do some type of crime, it'll be outside because everything is surveillanced. Mm. Everything. Mm. Mm. That's scary. I didn't even tell you guys. I had a little mysterious thing happen to me today. Wow. Should what I happened? share? Yes, please. I, I still really can't answer what happened, but here I am, pregnant self, walking, you know, to buy my mom flowers, uh-huh. and some like eighteen-year-old followed me into the supermarket. And was it a fan that knows you from the podcast? Well, I was thinking that at first because you know <laughs> that happens all the time. Um, no, he like followed me into the supermarket, came mad close, Ooh. so you know I got ready. Mm. I got got ready right away because I felt his hot breath on my Damn. neck. And uh, he was just like, yo, I lost my wallet. I just want to get home and feed my daughter. Mm. And I was like, um, okay, that sucks. Sorry to hear that. You know, <laughs> shit happens. And the woman at the register kind of gave me this look like, do you know him? Are you with him? And I gave him the change from the flowers, and then he ran out. But I wasn't quite sure where he was going to go with it. But I got ready. I covered my belly with my purse. Because, you, you know, I didn't shift the baby to the side because I wasn't going to fight this kid. Okay. Yo. But I covered my belly with my purse because that's what I'm protecting the most on my body. Like, go ahead and fuck up my face, but don't fuck with my belly. I've been working on this shit for seven months. <laughs> Maybe okay? he was trying to kick it to you. You never know. No, I don't think so. I think he was waiting for me to... He probably... Asking for money is not the best yeah, thing. Lie. <laughs> Who pays for the first date if he's going to start off that way? He probably thought I was going to take out my wallet and uh, then he might have snatched it and uh, ran away with it. Oh, you city smart, girl. You I am play. city smart, but Ooh. I kept my wallet in my that's bag. Brooklyn in her. And I just gave him the change that the woman at the... Registered game. He was like, "Here you go. Here's two dollars." So I think that proves it's better to be city smart than live in a smart city. Ooh. Oh, Jamie. Oh, leave that right there. You just no, we, sealed gonna, it with such a nice bow. Yo, we ending in on that. Right there, man. Booms. Thank you, Frank. You're Thanks, welcome, Frank. folks. Anytime. All right, you guys, it is time. This is the special part of our show where we have a guest that we're so excited about. Honestly, every week we just, we hand select who we want on this show. And we are huge, huge fans of these ladies and their podcasts. Now, if you don't know about the podcast community, it really is about supporting one another. And that's how you thrive. And we support these Latinx podcasters. We listen to their show. They have a very unique show. In case you don't know about it, it's called Radio Men. And here with us today is Vero and Perez, the hosts of Radio Menea. God, I love your intro. Welcome, you guys. Yes. So we Thank have you. Vero in studio and Perez on the line. And this is something yeah. you guys are used to. Yeah, we're used to. We do this long distance all the time. That's amazing. Yep. Yep. Well, tell us about that first, like how your show is basically built. Yeah, I mean, we do a real DIY operation. We record at home, and we each have our own setup. So we each record our own side of the conversation. So we call each other on the phone, and I'm recording my end. Betis is recording their end. And then we just put it all together and post, post-production magic. It sounds seamless. Like, as a listener, it sounds like you guys are both in the room. Thank you. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, we had a vecina that helped us. <laughs> Perez is vecina, so. It's so good to have a good vecina. Either they make a good pernil I or mean... they're an audio engineer, right? <laughs> That's right. You know, yeah, one or the other. Just... <laughs> yeah. Rich, are you going to want to, like, do Cuban, the podcast? Cuban, so she does both. 
<laughs> yeah. Rachel, you're going to want to do the podcast without Mike in the same room now? I mean, you've given me quite, you know, some inspiration here. Because if I don't have to see Mike, I mean, my life would be better, I think. Just think of the possibilities. <laughs> Not rude. Not rude. It's all right. I'm used to it already. That's what we do here. Okay, so can you guys, either one of you, first of all, tell our listeners what Radio Mania is all about. We know, but please share. So, Radio Mania is a music podcast. So, we are two Latinx friends who love music but have wildly different music tastes. And so, we bring music from different Latinx artists that we love every week. We usually have a theme. Veto's into really, like, cool underground alternative shit. I like the cheesy mainstream stuff. So, it's mm-hmm. always kind of an interesting mix of Latinx artists based on our kind of different styles. And then we also talk about ourselves and Latinx life and sometimes politics every once in a while, but um, but mostly focused on the music. Yeah, your show is very interesting in that you somehow find that intersection of like talking about real life issues, mm-hmm. basically because, well, your day jobs are very interesting, if you could talk about that a little too, and mixed with like pop culture and music that we all care about. So you're basically touching on so many topics that Latinx people like us really do take interest in. Yeah, yeah. Perez and I met doing reproductive justice work. So we both, in our day jobs, are constantly doing social justice work, either organizing or communications or policy. And And, um, you know, I think for me, at least part of my work, I do work day in and day out trying to, like, change laws to be better, right? So part of what I think about in changing a policy is the culture needs to change for that to be viable, right? And so culture change, I feel like, is so enmeshed with, with policy change and also for a policy to hold up for example, let's say it's, you know, it's illegal to discriminate against race for employment, but that doesn't mean it doesn't happen, right? Culture needs to make that shift. So there, you can't really separate them. So when I think about music and what, you know, like what Evie Queen says, when quiero bailar and thinking about me too, and, you know, y pa la cama, na, 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 you know, like, I feel like it's, it's, you, it's all sort of comes together. What we say about culture and what our cultural production says has an impact on our everyday lived experience and how we think about stuff. Can I, I really want you to do a social justice podcast now, too. After hearing that. <laughs> so, can you get on that? <laughs> I think one podcast is enough for me for now. You know? Can you tell me how you two met and how the podcast idea came up? Because I know with Rachel, I had to be like, yo, Rachel, like this podcast thing, and you're like, ah, I, don't I wasn't know. a believer. Ah, I, I wasn't. <laughs> Admittedly, sure about that. Admittedly, I was like, nobody listens to podcasts, Mike. Okay, what are we NPR all of a sudden? Like we're AM radio. I'm not doing a boring podcast. Nah, but then nah. I did some research, and I was like, my friend, you are correct. You are right, and I have yeah. no problem admitting that. I want to hear both versions because I know uh, our paths were different when we got together. Yes. How about you two? Right. Right. Well, so we became friends. I mean, we got to know each other working for the same organization in New York. We used to live in New York City, the Latin Institute. And so Veto was an intern and I was a staff person. And so we, we met that way. But then we actually became friends, friends, when I, like, randomly moved back to Brooklyn after being in D.C. for a couple of years. And we were, like, within five blocks of each other just by accident. Mm-hmm. So then we started to hang out a lot more. And then, you know, the podcast was born. I mean, it was kind of my idea. I was listening to a lot of podcasts. I was also hella naive. I had no idea how much work it would be. <laughs> and um, we we used to text all the time about music um, because we were both just, like, super into music. And so it was it was the night the Latin Grammys happened two years ago, or maybe almost three years ago, two and a half years ago, and I was watching all the Instagram lives, and I was like, Veto, 
how can we get like a ticket to the Latin Grammys? And then I was like, why don't we start a podcast? And so that was like the idea just got out of hand from there. And um, about maybe four or five months later, we, we launched Rally Manea. You guys had a really interesting episode that I listened to recently about the telenovela music. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize how good it was until I heard that episode. <laughs> Could you tell us about the research that went into that episode? Oh, my God. Well, so we asked our folks on, on Twitter, like, what do you want to listen to? And some there was a lot of people who said that they wanted telenovela themes. It's like, okay, like, what are y'all into? So there was mad people. It was like, Dos Mujeres Un Camino. It's such a good song. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. mm-hmm. <laughs> there was mad people mm-hmm. that were like, you know, like the Talia Maria trilogy. So I oh brought Marimar. Mm-hmm. You know? So it was mm-hmm. just like, we just like researched all the things. I, I wanted to bring all the novelas that I was sort of like uh, nostalgic for me that I grew up watching. So I picked, like, all the old 90s novelas. What are some of them? Enlighten us. Oh, my God. So um, Marimar was one of them. There was uh, there were so many ridiculous Venezuelan novelas. Uh, there was um, this one called uh, Por Estas Calles that um, was on for a long-ass time, in, in, you know, for a novela. Because novelas usually on for, what, like a year, eight months yeah. or something? But this one was on for, like, two and a half years. Damn. I can't imagine that production schedule because that aired <laughs> nightly, you know? <laughs> But um, that was like a big culture moment in Venezuela because it was the first novela that sort of talked about poverty. Because you know how novelas are usually like, it's like these rich people mm-hmm. and like, like, you know, La Sirvienta and, yeah. you know, yes. and the love triangle. <laughs> and this one was like different. It showed like life in re- for real life Venezuelans and it was like a first um, at that time. So I remember that when I brought that song. Did, yeah. did Luz Clarita get any love? You know, Luz Clarita did not get that any was, love. That was but my that, jam. Is, that is an important one. I still got it on my eye, on my iPod. You have no idea doing the research. I like listened to so many. I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe I know all the lyrics of this song. That's, That's crazy. In my head, I didn't know. As a child, my parents always watched Nidos de Serpientes. Wow. That was one that they always watched. And then there was one based in like the Middle East somewhere, like they were in India or something. And my father, the Jew, loved it. He was like, oh, the costumes are spectacular. It's so colorful. My mother, wa- <laughs> my mother watches novelas now on Netflix, which is dangerous because you can binge like 150 episodes <laughs> in a week. Oh, my God. Crazy. Go yeah, Lydia. Yeah. Yeah. Very Awkward. technology. Yeah. That's very technology. So how do you research for the music? Like, So does the theme come first or do you run into something and you're like, all right, we're going to talk about this in the next episode? It's a little bit of both. You want to, you want to, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of both. I mean, we're constantly trying to come up with themes. At this point, we're two years in, so we've, you know, done a lot, a lot of different themes. Um, So sometimes music will inspire it. Like we have an episode coming up that's a little teaser for your listeners, um, all about songs with mattress squeaks in them. What? (laughs) What? That's That's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) And there's a lot of songs. Some songs have the little squeak in the beat. Yeah. I'm just a production head myself, so I'm always listening. Exactly. That is mad specific. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really specific, really specific. Could but you guys a new do song out? Could you guys do an episode where there's a lot of cowbell in certain songs? Because I'm a huge fan of the cowbell. Okay, the deep cuts. I mean, deep cuts with the cowbell. We, we definitely could. We definitely could. There's so many different options. So yeah, sometimes the themes are more like a topic, like lust, or you know 
pride or things like that, or then sometimes it's something random like that, or it'll be a country. So it comes all over the place. We're constantly trying to brainstorm what themes and, and finding things that we can both bring music to. Cause like I could do a million episodes about like different types of love and romance and whatever. Cause that's the music I listen to, but Beto's music tends to not be so focused on that. So we kind of have to come up with compromises, but we find it everywhere. Um, so some of your episodes, <laughs> some of your episodes, like you're actually like, like teach people stuff like you had a columbia episode mm. about columbia yeah yeah and the like accordion mm-hmm. talking about songs that have accordion in them um yeah. like have you learned stuff while doing this that you were like wow i really never really kind of delved into this definitely yeah. definitely i oh, mean yeah. partially because we're both caribbean like i'm venezolana uh Perez is cuban and you know, there's so much to be known about music in like Mexico or like Argentina or Colombia. You know, there's like these vast traditions that, you know, you think about the way that Latino music gets talked about in the United States and it's like one big monolith or like there's one type of thing, but it's there's so there's so much richness to all of the different subcultures. So we're constantly learning all the time. And it's sort of like a duty, right? Like I just read this article today. Uh, about Cardi B's new video, Cardi B's new I video like, with, like, like with, yeah, with Bad Bunny mm-hmm. and J Balvin, and I read an article that's like this is a reggaeton inspired song, and there's nothing that's reggaeton about that song. That song is, is samples a Boogaloo track, right? And so like mm-hmm. even music writers, people who are getting paid to to write about Latinx music, don't know about it. So it's sort of like if we're gonna be a music podcast, we need to come correct. Wow. So artists should listen to your podcast, basically, like even they're in the, you know, in the studio to learn a thing or two before they start mixing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a lot to learn and we're learning as we go. And also, mm-hmm. you know, it's, just, it's like a responsibility you take on when you're talking about, you know, a music that isn't part of like the mainstream cultural you know, hegemony of the United and States. I've, and I've been hearing the narrative that, that, that journalists are not doing enough homework. How yeah. do you feel right now about music right now for Latinos? Because obviously with Bad Bunny, mm-hmm. there's a lot of artists that are blowing up right now. What are your What is your take as far as wh- how the music is coming along right now? I mean, I think it's super interesting. Um, in some ways, I feel like there's more room for Latino artists to make it, you know, in the mainstream but then other times I feel like like this has happened before it happened with Ricky Martin before it happened with like La Macarena before and then it's like Jamie's favorite my father's side of the family yeah we love it oh my god so I mean never knew that knows right like I think I think that the the United States becomes obsessed with with Latino music for like small periods of time but never really truly like delves in or gives the same opportunity to Latino artists that don't fit like a very specific narrative like you gotta be like spicy or you gotta be like a crooner or you gotta be like a certain kind of way and often that's racialized too right like that's not like people aren't giving you know Cardi B is like one of the first Afro Latina uh, mainstream success artists Mm -hmm. you know that that I that I can think of in the United States um, that really reps that right and and so I think that it's, it's just like so much going on I was just happy when the Suavemente period ended because I was so fucking done with that song. Yo, I said that the Aww. other day. I said that the other day. You know how DJs yeah. used to be like, hey, can you play a Spanish song? And they put on Suavemente. 
Except now they replace that shit with espacito. Yeah. Yeah. Despacito. No, but yeah. Alexa, like yeah. my mother, my mother's Puerto Rican, so she she she's always like, I got I got the Amazon Alexa, and she she has Spotify, so if all she knows how to be like, Alexa, play play salsa. And the first song that pops up on Spotify <laughs> is Suavemente for oh, Salsa. Oh, come on, for oh, crying out loud. Really? That's not salsa. So she always wow. listens to Suavemente, and she's like, oh, okay, like, what else is in there? That's I'm like, well, you got to get specific, ma. <laughs> so bad. See, even Alexa needs to get the come up. Alexa needs to listen. Yeah, well, Alexa, Alexa got issues. Do you, yeah. I have uh, a question. So, you know when, when Spanish artists try to um, s- sing in English? But mm-hmm. also keep the Latin beats and right, songs, right. not just hip hop. More maybe like, you know, when Mark Anthony did it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's missing. It always is missing something, even if it's like a decent song. It's like this is just better in Spanish. It's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. is it is mm-hmm. it just not like the right mix? Like, I mean, can you make something that feels organic? You know, a Latino a Latino singer could it ever sound organic in English. With like a Latin beat, you know what I mean? A merengue beat, a salsa beat with English. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it could ever sound right. I don't know, but that I, mean, I think there's some there's some bilingual artists that do it well. I mean, Cardi B is a good example. I feel like she goes seamlessly between the two languages in her songs often, and it feels really organic. But I hear you. Like Prince Royce is like one of my favorites. I'm a cheesy. I'm into cheesy bachata, and um, <laughs> and I love Prince Royce, which I know is like controversial. It's fine. And um, <laughs> doing, he does a lot of crossover. He doesn't even do bachata anymore. He's trying to do, I think, more like sort of pop, pop. reggaeton, whatever mm-hmm. kind of things. And yeah, he sings in English, and I like just can't get behind it. I'm just like, go back to your Spanish language bachata, please. Which I don't, I don't think he's going to do anytime soon. But so I hear you. There's something about it in Spanish that just feels different for me well, too. Let me rephrase my question. Can you guys make me a playlist? Because <laughs> I'm lost. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. We got plans yeah, for you. We, we got quite a few. So, Veteran Perez, I have a question. A what is one attribute that you love about the other co host? <laughs> because nice I question. feel that what's great about the podcast is the chemistry. So, what is that mm. one attribute? One thing that I love about Perez is just like a complete earnestness behind like the, the love for cheesy shit. You know, it's like I am here for this. This is so cheesy and I unapologetically love it. And it just makes me get behind it. Like I'll be like, I'll be like, OK, like I'm sold sometimes, you know. Oh, I appreciate you. Um, I have to say, I appreciate Beto because she is the chillest person that I know. Like, this woman does not get ruffled by anything. She is just, like, super chill, like, does not get stressed, just, like, takes life and is like, you know what? And I feel like her music taste mimics that, too. She listens to a lot of really chill, interesting, like, indie alternative stuff, and it's just... Like I wish I could be that chill. I'm the opposite, but I really, it, I think it's a good balance for us too. Yeah, it's nice. Betis gets worried about things, and I'm like, I'm not worried, and we like find a reasonable <laughs> place in the middle. I love that. That's really sweet. Okay, so I know we brought you guys on to talk about Radio Menea and their music and everything, but I'm actually really amazed by your day jobs. So can we just maybe touch on that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I on my own, have a consulting firm that works with organizations to develop policy agendas that uh, take into account like all sorts of things in people's lives. So 
a lot of organizations, for example, let's say like there's like an immigrant rights organization and then there's also like an LGBT rights organization and then there's also like a women's rights organization. And a lot of times what that misses is like, what about like an LGBTQ immigrant woman? Mm. Like what are all of the things that are specific to all of those things that aren't getting the the, yeah, that aren't getting the attention because everybody's mm. in their own sort of lane mm. and you're not thinking about all of that. So what I do with my colleague is I, um, I help organizations think about that and develop a policy agenda to f- change laws that sort of affect all of those people that are like sort of like in the margins of, of those uh, silos. So that's what I do. And then, Beres, what are you up to these days? Yeah. I have a lot of jobs. I have too many jobs. Yeah, we're <laughs> like, like, you know, a lot of hustle. hustle. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, we yeah. know that well. Um, yeah, I have a lot of jobs. So, I mean, these days mostly I'm writing. So I'm a journalist and um, write a lot about politics, about race, gender, and health. So I freelance for different publications on that front. And then um, I also do healing work. I'm a massage therapist. And I work with um, two other healers in a business called the Oxalis Collective, and we bring kind of healing and wellness-based programming to activist spaces. So lots of different um, types of work in the world. But this is the reason I don't want to have a social justice politics podcast, because my life is about politics, and I need, like, a podcast to be fun. So that's why I love that we <laughs> focus awesome. on music. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I was going to ask that, Outlet. because for us, we, we do sketch comedy, we do a lot of comedy, but I know that for you guys it must be therapy as far as doing the podcast as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a place to just think about something that's not, I mean, especially right now. Lord, Mm -hmm. (laughs) politics is such a sad space. And it sort of always is. You know, it doesn't ever, um, it's not like things are ever great, but right now they're especially scary. So right now it's it's been a really nice um, release to to think, you know, to put away, you know, like the day of news and the day of, you know, ridiculous things that are happening to immigrant children or whatever is happening. And to be like, okay, what what cool music is out right now? <laughs> you know, like how can we talk mm-hmm. about that? How does that relate to the way that we're living our lives? And what does it say? Mm-hmm. Let's go back in time when you first started your podcast. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me how the podcast uh, game has changed for Latinos from the moment that you guys started? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's so different. Yeah. There's so many more now. So yeah. when we started, mm-hmm. I feel like there were a couple of others that started at around the same time. Like, all of us had the same idea. We're like, let's all do this, right? And then Mm -hmm. immediately um, people started reaching out and, like, hyping each other up and, like, you know, just everybody's gassing each other up. And we're like, okay, cool. Like, we're in this together. And since, there's been so many more. And it's been so fun to see it grow. And everybody's really... um, Like, it's not competitive, you know? It's so nice because it's like, you know, we just oh, we just noticed this, these folks started, like, go listen to them, go follow them on Instagram, like, and mm-hmm. one thing that's amazing is that Latinidad is so varied and broad and diverse, like, even not just countries, but even within countries, right, there's, like, different cultures and subcultures that there's just, like, so much room for for podcasts, really you is. know, for Latino podcasts, so it's always mm-hmm. exciting to see new ones. Have you, um, have your... F- like, have your fans kind of thanked you for expanding their musical knowledge? Have you had a lot of people, like, reach out to you guys about the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We get a lot of sweet posts on social media and emails, and we recently did, like, a two-year birthday campaign, and people actually donated to us to support the podcast, and we got to hear a lot of sweet stuff about yeah, how we've introduced folks to all these artists or how were their soundtrack while they cleaned the house or while they drove across the country or, you know, after they had a bad breakup. Like, 
Exactly. So, yeah, it's been super sweet. People are great. And also, like, for some reason, like, on Tinder, people that I match with tend to already know about Roddy Manet, even though I don't mention it. Hey! <laughs> Tinder famous. Yeah, I mean, it's a little strange, but, you know, okay. It's like they know a lot more about me than I know about them. <laughs> Yo, what song would you play? recommend for a first date? <laughs> oh. What's your favorite Selena song? Oh, you know, I had somebody I had somebody hit me up on Tinder and asked me how to start a podcast. And I was like, listen. Oh, no. This is that's not, not, that's, not that's why my I'm other here. email. <laughs> not why I'm here. I'm not here to give you a tutorial. <laughs> that was an immediate ghost situation yeah no no <laughs> well you guys we want to thank you for coming on the latinos out loud podcast thank we you so support much you guys us. so much you're doing something so different and amazing both during the day and on your podcast so thank kudos you. to you both yes. will you stick around we have one more segment absolutely and then we can wrap yep. let's yes. hit it Okay, this is the part of the show where we ask everybody, que lo que? So, Vero and Perez, que lo que? So, we, you can find us at Radio Menea on all the things. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Venmo. Hey, Radio Menea, find us. Very easy. <laughs> all right, we've got, Perez, do you have anything you want to add? Um... I'll just shout out my other, the business I mentioned, Oxalis Collective. We actually have a podcast about healing. It's an advice podcast. So if you ever want to check that out, it's called Tonic Podcast. You can listen to it. Awesome. Okay, I have a few shout-outs to make. So, Yero, we got to send some love to our partners at Yero.com. That's O-L-E-R-O.com, the lifestyle and news platform for Latino men. Yero is looking for new storytellers to add to their roster. So if you're a writer, photographer, or just plain creative, they want to hear from you. Email them at editorial at Yero.com to find out how you can join the Yero familia. Now, we also have to shout-out Urban Latino. I don't know if you guys seen, but, like, the Jack Veneno movie was featured in in the New York Times this week. So shout out to a Dominican iconic wrestler being featured um, vis-a-vis the movie that just came out in the New York Times. So go check it out. It's still in movie theaters. Jack Veneno. Um, And if you want to check out the article, it's on nytimes.com. A couple of other shout outs. I don't know, Jamie, should I talk about the show? Do you want to talk about the show? We could do it together. Great. Okay. Okay. We have our Room 28 (laughs) show, which we mentioned earlier in the program. Uh, this Saturday, 9.30, Soho Playhouse. All right, we'll be doing all new sketches. If you come to our shows before, it, you won't see something you've seen before. And if you haven't, everything's new, and hopefully you'll fall in love with us. So please come and support Latinos in Comedy. Listen, it's Saturday night, and it's going to be live. So come check us out and buy your tickets at www. Yes, I said the www.room28comedy.com wow. slash showtime. Okay? I still have to buy my ticket, right? Yes, Michael, okay, you just, do. It's only $25. And by the way, drink prices at the Soho Playhouse are very, very moderately priced. You can get drunk and probably with $15. So come through, okay? It might as well be an open bar. Yeah. Bring money. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, do you have any other shout-outs? No, just my um, Instagram, jferns, and okay. my Twitter, j underscore ferns, which I hate saying, so I hate underscores. 
All right. So I guess it's my turn. Uh, oh, yeah. You can follow me at Rachel La Loca. So my shout-outs is uh, <laughs> Corriente Latina. Go to their website. Check out some stuff. They're getting away some tickets and stuff. Jamie, again, not for you. Uh, and then Uptown Collective Boiler Room has teamed up with Presidente Beer to launch the Mas Fuerte, a documentary by Sean Frake exploring the Dominican sound system vans in exchange of music, culture, and traditions in Santo Domingo. Mm. So you can go to the website and check that out. And we have Daniel Colorado. How you pronounce how do you pronounce Coronado. your last name? Corrado. Coronado. Coronado. Like the beer than the Yes. Who has his? He has his podcast oh, so plot a, twist. I didn't even know it was uh, Yes, I didn't guy. know that this was Daniel either. <laughs> what the we F? we just punked you, Rachel. Yeah, why didn't you say anything, Daniel? <laughs> that is. Yes. Oh my God, Daniel! I want to shake your hand, but I have headphones on. Me, <laughs> we have to shout out Daniel because you have been a longtime supporter of the Latinos Out Loud podcast, giving us invaluable feedback, feedback week after week, telling us what to do better, what you loved. We appreciate you so much, and you're here in New York. That's amazing. Yep, yep, yep. I... We hung out at uh, at Sarah's uh, podcast. DK podcast, so we were both guests. We yeah, didn't we even got talk, to hang out. We didn't even talk about our podcast experience last I week. I know, we did. We, I mean, talk about supporting podcasts. So you went to the DK podcast, yes. and then you and I also went to Late Night Whenever, with which is Michelle Buteau's podcast yes. over at the Green Space, which mm-hmm. was amazing. It was dope. Oh, my God. She is such a wonderful brown skin comedian you guys need to look her up if you don't already know about her and she has a podcast that is so fucking funny you should empty your bladder before you start listening <laughs> is my advice to you and i want to announce <laughs> i want to announce the winners of the met contest when i won last week when oh. i destroyed Ooh, Jamie. team bago who'd you pick who'd you I pick i picked omar cruz congratulations Ooh. omar cruz omar cruz and rafael espinal Ay, Rafael Espinal. Yeah, so Rafael won. So uh, congratulations, guys. You made the right choice. Congrats, Team Bago. Yeah, and uh, I, I guess Juan Bago on all the platforms and everybody that came. Um, I have my friend Nat, Nat Black, who's here. She's going to be helping me out Nat training for Black. the for the, uh, for the marathon. So she's running the marathon as well. Oh. Yeah. So uh, that's it for me. No more que lo que es? Yes. We have a que lo que, uh, que, lo que quickie. Ooh. Que lo que quickie. Yes. All right, you guys, this is the Que lo que quickie part of the Latinos Allow podcast. Oftentimes we have these quick interviews and we have a very super estrella on the line right now. She's on the hit show Vida, which is on the Stars Network. Please give a Latinos Out Loud welcome to Chelsea Rendon. Yeah. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Thank Latinos so Out Loud podcast. Thank you so much for calling in. So where are you calling us from? Um, I actually just moved to North Hollywood. I'm trying to get a little bougie now, you know what I'm Okay, okay. <laughs> That's fantastic. We need Latinos or more of them in Hollywood. So thanks for representing for us. Yeah. So quickly, tell us about Viva. Viva is a super dope show that tackles a little bit of everything. It has the family issues. It talks about, like, the gentrification that's going on in L.A. and, like, all over the place. It talks about the, like, coming out sort of situation. It talks about, like, the LGBTQ community. So it's just, it's a lot of drama. And, you know, Latinos, we're all about drama. So (laughs) it is super, super dramatic. But it's, like, super cool. And it's super woke. 
Chelsea, can that. you can you talk about your character and, and and a little more detail about her? So I play Mari La Pinche Sanchez, and I'm like a young woke activist from the neighborhood, born and raised, super like for for mi gente, for like la raza and everything. And I may be a little um, too out there, and I'm like a little rebel with the cause, but I feel like. I have a good cause, so it's okay to be a little bit in your face, you know? Um, but she cares so much about her community, and and she's just all about her people and trying to stop the displacement that's going on. And then my my history with the, the Hernandez sisters is that one of them used to date my brother, so she's a little um, snooty booty. And then the other one was like bougie, bougie, bougie. So I, like, have some resentment towards them as well. So it's just like, Maddie's just like, Super like, don't fuck with me right now. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I can cut. Thanks. Oh, oh no, you can. Go ahead. Um, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so, uh, Vida has uh, TV's first all Latinx writers room. Um, so yes. you've done other projects. Most of them are women, and most of them are queer. Palante. Nice. So nice. you've done other projects. Yeah. Uh, how does it? How is this? How is it different? Uh, being on a show with that you know, that sort of diversity in the writer's room? I think it makes it's it makes a big difference because I've been in the business for almost 20 years and you always read a script and you could tell it's written by someone not that it's from the outside perspective. And that's the one thing I love about the writers is, like, they connected with us and a lot of them use, like, their own, like, stories in there as well, like some stuff that has happened to them. So it makes it so real. And it was, like, one of those things, like, even on set, like, a lot of the crew was Latinx. And it was, like, there's, like, this, like, little, like, this shorthand that we all had, like, speaking Spanglish. And it wasn't, like, you had to, like, oh, wait, what did you mean? And then explain it again, you know? It was just so, so like, everything meshed so well. And it was just so important, like, to have the right people writing the story. That's really awesome. Tell us about your road to Vida. Like, what are some of the things that we may have seen you in before you got this role? So last year I was in, I worked on Bright that was on Netflix with uh, Will Smith and David Ayer and Joel Edgerton, which was super dope. Um, I did a couple episodes on The Fosters. Um, back in the day, I worked on like ER, The Shield, stuff like that. I've very, been very much dramatic in everything that I've done. Um, I was also in McFarlane, USA with Kevin Cosner. Uh, so I've been around the block for a minute. I know a lot of people, like, I know the Latino community is, is small. Like, we all know each other. Like, me and Juan are friends on Facebook and Instagram and all that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you ever get to work with <laughs> Noah Wiley on ER? He was, like, my teenage crush. I oh, my God. Him. I can't even picture his face right now. Which one, which, if you tell me his doctor name, I think I'll, I know it. He was the white doctor. Yeah, he first started out as, like, a student. And well, then they he... were all white. What are you yeah, talking about? Right <laughs> <laughs> he, like, started out as a grad student, and he worked his way into, like, eventually becoming a doctor. I'm usually not into white boys, oh, but man. he could I get it. I was, I was on it in 2001, so I can't remember. But I remember when I worked on it, I was so scared of Dr. Weaver. And oh, she was a bitch. Person. She was a bitch. She was on the walking around the so crutch. Nice in real life. Really? Yes, that wow. that's the thing. Yeah, she was the nicest person on set. She played a good bitch. Wow. <laughs> so you she were She did. I know. And I used to as crazy as it sounds, I was that little like 8-year-old kid watching ER, like I watched it with my mom. <laughs> so I was actually scared of her. 
And so, like, I went to go hang, like, or whatever, you know, and she ended up being the sweetest woman. Like, it was so much fun. Wow, she that's awesome. Great. Awesome. So you said you've been in the business 20 years, and you, uh, so how was it, like, just, at, you know, being in the business so young? Because obviously, that means you started as a kid, unless you're secretly, like, 50 or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I was six when I started. Um, it's been very interesting. Like, I was lucky enough to work, but not so much that I couldn't, like, go to school. So I went to public school my entire life and graduated from high school, Montebello High School. And so I was able to live, like, the, I had the best of both worlds because I was able to act when I did, and I was able to live a normal life and grow up normal. So I didn't become one of those, like, Disney kids that ended up on drugs and stuff, you know? I was kind of normal. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's interesting being able to see, like, the transition, like, even, like, Talking about, like, guest stars and co-stars. Like, people used to be able to survive off guest star rules, but now they can't. Like, mm. you know, so it's very interesting. And then also seeing the change from, like, movie stars all of a sudden want to go to TV because, like, that's where the money's at and stuff. So seeing all that happen, I'm like, whoa, you know, like, I see it all. Like, my mom, when I was younger, tells me stuff when I was younger. But now being able to look back, like, even in the last five years, so much has changed. Like, my friends, a lot of Latinos were saying they were going out for good pilots this year, you know? And this is the first year that that's happened in, like, a long time. With Vida, what's been or the... Or maybe f- ever. With, with Vida, uh, what's been the feedback from the fans, even your, your friends, on the show, and how impactful it's been? It's honestly, it's been nothing but love, which is, which is really, I find, so important, and it means so much to me. Because, while well, one, I was, like, uh, kind of get a little Mexican when I was younger. So, like, Mari is kind of like me in, like, middle school. Like, I used to <laughs> fight with boys in middle school and stuff. So, a bunch of my friends were like, dude, that's like Chelsea in middle school. <laughs> and, like, so it's just, that's, like, cool on one aspect of it. But also, it's just, like, people are connecting with it. Like, it's not, again, like, Tanya mentioned this in one of the interviews. And she's like, I don't want it to feel like it's a safari. And you're watching these people through some, like, binoculars. You know, she wanted it to feel real and authentic. And I think we did that. And from what I've heard from my friends and from people, like, on Instagram or Twitter, like, they feel that. They feel that realness, and it really connects to them. And that's from people that are Latinos, people that are white, people that, like, all over the place. You know, it's not just Latinos. Like, everybody connects, can connect to it. And I think that's the most important thing because, yes, it's an all-Latinx show, and that's so important. But this show can pretty much be anywhere, and it can still work. You could put it in Chicago because there's a lot of gentrification there. You could put it in Florida. You could put it in Texas. Like, the gentrification story is in a lot of places right now. And everybody has family issues. Whether you're brown, you're black, you're white, whatever you are, you got a family, there's always issues. Mm. You know? So people have issues like that that they could connect to, the love triangle stuff that's going on. Like, everybody can relate to the first love. They can't let go or whatever. Like, a love that's like the kryptonite. So the fact that everything is so universal means that everybody can connect to it. And so far, everybody has been connecting to it. The only, I got one part where somebody said I was stupid because uh, I was believing this guy. But again, I was kind of stupid for believing the guy. So I agree with them. <laughs> I love that. Well, Chelsea, you've given us a lot of your time. We appreciate it. We wish you much success with the show and your career. Thank you for supporting the Latinos Aloud podcast. And just know you have friends in New York that support you wholeheartedly. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, we hope to see you in person. The next time you're in New York, you should come through and hang out with us here in the studio. Oh, for sure. 
Come through. I have an extra bedroom. Uh, you can crash with me if you need to. Baco has a big ass apartment in the Bronx. Hey, I'm gonna hold you to that. I'm gonna hold you to that. <laughs> you no, think I'm saying? You know how Latinos do? I'm gonna show up with like ten people. It's fine. It's fine. You are more than welcome. Okay, it'll be tight, and there may be some screaming babies in the background, but that's you know that's we'll have a good time. All right, Chelsea. Thank that's you so much. Thank you. All right, thank you guys so much. Chelsea Rendon. That was amazing. Okay, well, we're going to wrap the episode. So, um, great episode. We should thank Radio Menea for coming through. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. Vero and Perez. And to all the new listeners out there and to the people that have been leaving us reviews and comments, we go through them. Well, Bago daily. I go through them weekly. Um, But we do love all the feedback coming our way. Any final thoughts? No, just keep listening, subscribe, rate, comment, everything. Stalk us. I have to dedicate this episode to my grandmother who passed away today. Yes. Yes, my grandmother passed away in the Dominican Republic, so I'd like to dedicate this episode to the memory of Salete Cortez. And my advice to everyone out there is if you have, we all have relatives, whether they're our parents or like grandparents who are still alive and have so many stories to share, just ask them. Ask them to share their stories with you because once they perish, so do their stories. So just, you know, hay que aprovechar. You know what I'm saying? So rest in peace to my abuela. And thank you, everybody else, for listening and supporting us. And on that note, we out! Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? Tremenda Vaina! Hola, amigos, y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> Bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.